Sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Additional sponsors include Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Cooper Complete, Heritage Creamery, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop, and Craig Cherry of the law firm Steckler Wayne Cochran Cherry. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. It is uh, Matt Mosley, and uh, it's Matt Mosley's show, Aaron Sexton alongside, and um, we may sound a little bit different today. We are coming to you through the magic of uh, my Tyline app on my phone. We're doing some new work in studios uh, and uh, going to have all kinds of new equipment. It'll be exciting. I think uh, Aaron may be the biggest fan of that, and um, we will uh, be doing that for a while. So you'll hear me sounding a little bit like this, and this is kind of how I sound when I'm on the road and traveling or somewhere and doing shows from elsewhere, but it works pretty well. Uh, I just wanted to explain right away why I might sound just a tad different. Uh, Aaron, I also wanted to uh, explain to you that I come to you live from neighbor Ted's poolside today. Uh, My ability to do this show from anywhere, I decided, you know what, it's hot. It's been close to 100 all around central Texas. Why don't I come over to neighbor Ted's pool? do a poolside sh- uh, show. Neighbor Ted's been a big listener, supporter over the years. And um, uh, so, Aaron, I don't want to rub it in because I know you are in studio, but just know uh, I am. Now, I thought it might be a little dangerous to have my uh, headset on in the pool. So I have, I'm actually in a lounge chair uh, conducting uh, the first part of this. Aaron, I don't know if it would be smart to get in the pool with my phone and headset although I'm not above trying it. Um, Aaron, I hope, uh, I, hope, I hope I'm not rubbing it in too much, but uh, greetings to you today. Thank you. No, I'm not much for sun, so you're good. <laughs> I burn easily. Well, you know, I did put the sunscreen on. We've got just a little bit of cloud cover that's moved in, so I think we're, we're going to be okay. Neighbor Ted has some unbelievable vegetation out here, lots of peppers. Aaron, do you like peppers? Like, have you ever tried a ghost pepper or something like that, or, or do you I, not? Do you stay away from jalapeno peppers? I like peppers up to jalapeno. That's about as hot as I like it. I love jalapenos. Anything hotter than that, I'm out. Yeah, they, he's growing some of the. Uh, I don't even know if it's legal in this state. It's uh, so hot, but he's growing some of that. A lot of okra out here. So always good to get over here and do a live show at neighbor Ted's. He's also the official uh, litigator. Uh, of the uh, of the Matt Bosley show, of course, with Craig Cherry, but uh, neighbor Ted, longtime uh, criminal defense attorney, and also was in the DA's office, so he can help us with any of our legal type issues. Um, Aaron, uh, we got a lot to get to today. We'll bring you the latest of what's going on with the Big Twelve, uh, the latest from Cowboys camp. I, I thought we ought to start today. I noticed right before we were coming on. Um, Aaron, and we, I'll monitor this during the break and as we're talking here to make sure everything's okay. But today was the first padded practice for the Cowboys out in Oxnard, California. And as of about 15 or 20 minutes ago, Dak stopped throwing. Uh, they don't know exactly and it does not believe, they don't believe it's anything with his ankle. Everybody's obviously always got their eye on the ankle and, and to see if that's doing okay. 
but uh, we did get reports that he has stopped. Uh, he had stopped throwing in practice. And uh, anything with Dak right now is of the utmost importance. We're going to have to watch this a little bit. And so as I speak here, I'm trying to get you the latest. Um, it, it looks like, and this was from about 30 minutes ago, um, Dak Prescott has soreness in his throwing arm. This is just precautionary. Uh, doesn't appear serious. All right. He, and uh. he has, uh, in this padded practice, he was off to the side talking with the head athletic trainer, uh, Jim Maurer, who's a great guy and uh, a big part of the, uh, the Dallas community. All right. So, boy, I heard that, Aaron, that big sigh from you. Does that – does this scare you? I mean, this is a, just a sore arm, a little early in camp, but Dak's been throwing the ball a lot. I don't think this is anything to be too concerned about. Uh, you don't hear about arm soreness with quarterbacks a lot. So you hear about it with pitchers, and it's never good, but uh, you just don't hear about it a lot. Okay. Um, by the way, Aaron, uh, pop your mic up a little bit. I, I uh, On my tie line, I want to hear – I want to hear you loud and proud, and I'm kind of hearing the light talking, Aaron Sexton, so I'd, I would really like to hear you pumped up a little bit, so pod yourself up if I can just start making up terms. Um, another source from David Moore uh, of the Dallas Morning News says that Dak Prescott left practice because he's dealing with a muscle pool, okay, and that accounts for the arm soreness. So I... Uh, and then about 38 minutes ago, Todd Archer of ESPN said that Dak Prescott uh, jogged into the locker room as team drills continued. So I think the jogging obviously told them that it wasn't his ankle, but um, they everybody was able to kind of gather an update right there after practice. I don't believe Dak's talking to anybody, but again, uh, it doesn't appear to be anything too crazy, but man, I've been to enough of these camps. Um, if 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 the quarterback suddenly shuts it down, it's worth watching, and uh, we will continue to monitor that. All those many years ago, Aaron, I went out there one morning, and we noticed something was missing. Um, I think it was. Let's see what year that would have been. 2004 camp. Um, and Vinny Testaverde was out there. That might have been Drew Henson as well and Romo. And Quincy Carter was not out there. And so we all started looking around. And lo and behold, he had been pulled out of his uh, uh, hotel room there at the facility early that morning and was sent packing. And he had said some sort of violation. I believe it was a substance abuse violation. And... His career effectively was over at that point. So um, this is, uh, it just brings back memories of going out there and not seeing quarterbacks. But in this case, I think everything's okay. Dak has some arm soreness, and um, I would imagine, uh, the Aaron, they will rest that, ice that down, and, and see where they go with that. Um, early in camp, um, since we haven't been able to talk much about camp because of all this realignment talk, it, it appears the best the best news is that some of these young defensive backs 
are putting on a bit of a show. Um, Trayvon Diggs has had a really nice camp, and it appears that uh, Kelvin Joseph, the kid from Kentucky that they drafted in the second round, is making some plays. And I guess the flip side of that is the quarterback seems to be throwing some interceptions. But again, this is training camp, early in training camp. I wouldn't react to any of this. But uh, I think it's worth noting that right now, some of these defensive backs, and then Aaron, uh, to some of our Aggie audience, they've been preoccupied with their uh, unwanted reunion with the Texas Longhorns. But the safety out of Texas A&M, Donovan Wilson, has been putting on a show in camp. And in fact, uh, uh, the coach, uh, Coach McCarthy, uh, went as far to say is that uh, he's one of their best uh, pressure players in the sense that uh, making plays inside the box. Uh, so I, I think there's some good things going on there. And then of course, uh, Micah Parsons, everybody has their eye on him. Uh, he's been blowing up some reverses. Actually, Randy Gregory has also uh, been getting talked up quite a bit. and. The player that they drafted a couple of years ago out of Oklahoma, uh, that would be Neville Gallimore. If you're looking for names of who's flashed early in camp, that would be a guy who, uh, who has certainly done that. So uh, I, camp's off and running. I, I think uh, C.D. Lamb is another name that continues to pop. I think these younger receivers that have kind of been targeted as like the fourth or fifth receivers, uh, they, they've shown a lot of, uh, they, they've shown a big jump this offseason, and so they look good early. Um, again, a big part of, of what happens here is how much depth can they create along the defensive line. And uh, Aaron, I'll just tell you, uh, I know you, you watch the Cowboys pretty closely. Uh, I, I would think the fact that uh, Tristan Hill is not ready to go and that he's still suffering from an injury, I mean, I, that is not bode well for a guy who was already going to have a, uh, some trouble making the team. So uh, this is the time when some of these young players have an incredible opportunity and we'll see you know who's in the way. The other thing to keep our eye on of course is um, Jalen Smith and uh, Leighton Vander Esch and how they're looking and all of that and uh, listen they, they Jalen's going to continue to be much maligned until he shows otherwise. But uh, I think the good news is they seem to have a lot of depth at that linebacker position. But uh, Aaron, I, I would say anytime the, uh, the quarterback gets injured. Now, Aaron, are you aware of who the backup quarterback is for the Cowboys? Jared Gilbert. That is true. Um, and uh, Jared Gilbert, who uh, started his career at University of Texas, then finished at SMU, and now Gary Gilbert is on the Cowboys roster. Actually played last year against the Steelers. I think that was the Steelers game, um, and and really showed well. And the Cowboys, up until that point, had a horrible situation at backup after Andy Dalton, uh, Ben DiNucci came in. That was an ugly scene. And so uh, Gary Gilbert will get some of those reps. So it is the Matt Mosley show, Aaron Sexton, alongside as we uh, roll through this day and uh, we continue to have a lot on uh, realignment. I'll tell you what we're going to do though at um, at 320. Aaron, were you able to get involved and monitor 
what happened in the Olympics last night. It had actually happened yesterday, of course. A lot of this is on tape delay, but uh, the huge story in sports is Simone Biles and uh, her decision last night because of uh, uh, some stuff going on in her head that she was not comfortable with, pulled out of the competition, and uh, it is hard to really have anything to compare this to. Uh, this is basically one of the greatest Olympians ever in, in, in the United States, certainly uh, has been called the greatest of all time in, in, in her sport, in gymnastics. And after one vault that did not go well, and in fact, she, as they phrased it, she got lost in the air, um, her night came to an end. And so there's been a big debate today over was that a, a very unselfish act by her pulling out and letting her teammates take over? Or if you're one of the all-time greats, do you find a way to try to fight through it, even if you're having some, some troubles and, and thoughts that you don't want to have there? Uh, Aaron, did you get uh, a look at that last night and, uh, and how, uh, how shocked were you by, by what happened? Um, well, I mean, she's never talked about it before, but I'm, I'm, I'm not shocked. Um, I just think it's something that people never talked about or would never do in the past for one reason or another, whether it was that they would be stigmatized because of it or because they, <laughs> people would say some of the things that they're saying about Simone Biles right now, you know, and, uh, I, you're talking about a mental health issue and, uh, you know, whether you agree or disagree with her decision, she just didn't show up because, ah, you know what, I don't feel like showing up. There was a lot more to it than that, and she tried to explain that, and a lot of people didn't understand it, and a lot of people didn't care. That's kind of my feeling on it. Yeah, I, I think some people share that view. I think um, it's a very difficult thing because um, – you're right. I think uh, we have to always honor and, and uh, be very careful about any sort of mental health uh, issues that are going on. I think especially given the fact that she's been very vocal about the um, sexual abuse that went on inside the, uh, the uh, U.S. Olympic team and with the uh, doctor, all the horrific things that went on, and she's been very brave in that area, I, I just think, Aaron, the, uh, I, I, I'm trying to put this into context and we're talking about one of the truly greatest of, of all time at a huge moment, just saying, I'm sorry, I'm not here. I, my, my head's not right right now. I'm, while I agree with you that uh, I, maybe there's some, something to admire about it, that doesn't take away for me the shock of that, the uh, the, the the fact that uh, she built for this her whole life. Um, she came back after she could have retired at age 24, wanted to have another go at it. Went all through COVID, the pandemic, preparing herself for it, and then um, with the opportunity, uh, and she put herself in a you know position. She was leading in pretty much all those events and it didn't happen. So 
I, I am kind of curious what our folks think out there. Um, if uh, you know how surprised everyone was, and and um, I, I think it's a, uh, I, I think it's just an enormous uh, story today, and um, it, it's. I'm trying to think of all the Olympic heroes over the years. With Baylor, we think of Michael Johnson, we think of Jeremy Warner, and Aaron, this would be like one of them. I know people say, well, it's a different sport. I get that, I get that, okay? I'm not saying that those guys were flipping, quadruple flipping while they were running, I get that. What I'm saying, though, is they were at the pinnacle of their sports, and what if Michael Johnson on the night of his, his 400 final or his 200 final in the Olympics had simply said, I, I just don't have it. I don't have it. I, maybe we've advanced more now where maybe most of our reactions are a little better than they would have been a few years back, but I still think it's no less shocking what took place. If you want to sound off on this, if you, uh, um, if you have a problem with the decision that she made, or uh, if you support Simone Biles, love to hear from you. Our number uh, is 254-662-1660. You could call us at 254-662-1660. We will uh, continue to talk about that and hear from Simone Biles next. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Partly cloudy skies and muggy conditions tonight with lows dropping to 78 degrees. We'll see a mix of sun and clouds tomorrow with a 20% chance of an afternoon shower storm. It'll be very humid with a high of 96 and heat index numbers in the lower 100s. And on Friday, mostly sunny and 98. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Recently on the John Moore Show. Pat Nunley, our special guest in the studio. It's the good guys can win big. Mm. It really is. They are good guys. Now, they are nasty on the floor, <laughs> but they are good guys. They're good people. They, they, in the culture, you have to be a good person. You have to be a good teammate, great teammate. And so that's all cultural, but it's just nice to see really good guys winning really big. Tune in to the Voice of the Bears weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. here on ESPN Central Texas. When you're dealing with life's ups and downs, it helps to know the ins and outs of insurance. Farmers Insurance has been sharing practical insurance knowledge for more than 90 years. At David Greenup Insurance Agency, they know a thing or two because they've seen a thing or two. Contact David Greenup Farmers Insurance Agency at 254-855-8889 to find out how he can help you protect the things that matter most to you. That's Greenup Insurance Agency at 254-855-8889. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics, the team physicians of Baylor Athletics. Our doctors specialize in the diagnosis and treatment of any and all sports-related injuries. Celebrating over a decade of service to Central Texas, our doctors are equipped to handle a wide range of issues. Whether it's your foot or ankle, your hand or wrist, knee and shoulder pain, or you're in need of our arthritis and total joint clinic, trust the doctors that Baylor trusts. Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics, our goal is to get you back in the game. All right, let's talk about Heritage uh, Creamery. It's 1125 South 8th Street, right across from Collins Dormitory. If you went to Baylor, boy, you know about Collins over there. Um, it, what a great 
time for ice cream, as hot as it is, about to head into August here. And let me tell you about that new location. And we got a grand opening party coming up that I'm very excited about. The new location is 13701 Woodway Drive. That's Highway 84 and Ritchie Road, heritagecreamery.com. Open every day, 2 to 10 p.m. Heritage Creamery is an independently owned and operated ice cream shop. Proud to be grown here in Waco. The mission is to provide locally and responsibly sourced delicious frozen treats for the Central Texas community. Features scratch-made cones, fresh-baked cookies, and homemade ice cream. Everything's 100% all-natural and made in their shop. You can order by cone, scoop, pint, float, or shake. Plus, plenty of kid-friendly menu options. Get over there. Say hi to Blake Batson, Kimberly Batson. And uh, we, uh, we approve of Heritage Creamery. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Defending Olympic champion Simone Biles will not compete in Thursday's individual all-around in order to focus on her mental health. USA Women's win their first gold in three-on-three basketball, and USA Basketball bounces back and beats Iran 120-66. A win on Saturday will put them in the medal round. Baltimore Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson is not practicing today because of issues related to COVID-19. Astros get the win over the Mariners 8-6, have a getaway game this afternoon in Seattle. The skid is over for the Rangers. Joey Gallo hit his first home run since the All-Star break. A three-run shot, and the Rangers beat the Diamondbacks 5-4. Rangers and Diamondbacks again tonight, 7:05 first pitch, and you can hear that game on Kicker 1590 and 99.3 FM. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Uh, Matt Mosley show ESPN Central Texas and uh, coming to you live from oh the uh, poolside at neighbor Ted's pool have a beautiful view out here and uh, gonna be uh, kind of jumping in the pool between uh, sessions not in studio today because we're doing some work on the studio and I forgot for a minute I, po- I apologize all of you guys who are trying to call our usual guest line, that's not in operation today because we're putting in a new system. So, um, Aaron, I, I know there are a lot of people that wanted to sound off on this, but uh, uh, we'll just have to wait a little bit on that and, uh, and let folks uh, say, say a word on Simone Biles. I, uh, we were just talking about it. And uh, by the way, thank you to our uh, our presenting sponsor, Central National Bank, uh, CNB, as some people know it. A couple of locations in the Waco area, um, right there in the uh, bank corridor. And uh, right there, Valley Mills, love that location, and then right off 84. And then in Temple and also in Austin, it is Central National Bank, uh, locally owned by six wonderful families from the Waco area, and so we are so proud to be associated. And the good news is Central National Bank, you should go check their website out. Um, They have some job opportunities right now. And so if you're looking to get back to work, 
after this pandem uh, pandemic and maybe you're into banking or you want to try that uh, world out, why don't you see uh, and check on some of those uh, different opportunities. A lot going on today. Um, we'll have more coming up on Aaron Rodgers. He had a lot to say in his news conference today, and uh, he was very open about what happened during his holdout and what his situation was with the Packers. Uh, they've tried to apologize to him. They've tried to all make nice. I thought that was a fascinating news conference, and we can cover a little bit of the ground. We were talking before the break about Simone Biles. Um, my family is way into the Olympics. We've been watching every night. Um, I think most uh, people that have young daughters that have been in gymnastics or done tumbling like mine, um, you know, love gathering around and watching it. And it's not just women, men and women. I believe the Summer Olympics, uh, while I like a lot of the sports, I even like watching some rowing. I was watching uh, the triathlon the other day. I mean, I got a kick out of, I mean, I, I think a, there's a lot of sports, but I think the, I always think it, it's really between the swimming, maybe a little bit the diving, but the women's gymnastics just sort of uh, is the big prime time spot. You know, I do wish they would tell us a little bit. NBC would be better at kind of letting us know each evening what the order of the schedule is going to be because you kind of have to, you kind of have to find your own way. And, and, and so what I do most times is record it all and then get to what I want to see. But the gymnastics is a huge, huge thing. And last night's story, Simone Biles comes out, uh, apparently not good in warm-ups. And again, this happened yesterday sometime and then it, it, you know obviously a lot of people already knew what happened i was kind of i already knew but i wanted to watch it and kind of see for myself how it all played out and i it was it was one of the most shocking things i've ever seen in, in any olympics um that when i was a kid i think one of the craziest things i remember seeing was the the I think it's the 84 Olympics, the Americans had a runner, and I think her name was uh, Mary Decker Tab. She might have become Mary Decker Slaney, and she was the, one of the greatest distance runners uh, in the world, and she was our best hope. And then a woman named Zola Budd, who ran barefoot, um, accidentally or, or on purpose, I don't know if we ever got to the bottom of that, tripped her up, and... Uh, that was one of the biggest spectacles I ever remember in the Olympics. I would say for high drama and just over the top, the only thing that took away from the drama was the fact that we were watching this thing in tape delay and so we knew it had already happened. But uh, Simone Biles, the, maybe the greatest female gymnast in the history of our country, at least she's been called that and she's won a ton of gold medals and she is amazing. I mean, she is remarkable and I think a, someone that people look up to. Um, I, I heard what you said earlier, Aaron, about, um, you know, we need to kind of be respectful of her mental health, and I totally agree with that. Um, again, all I'm saying is, as Americans and as connoisseurs of unbelievable sports and Olympics and all this drama, we don't have a lot to compare this to. To someone at the peak of their powers saying 
I'm sorry, I can't do this. No, I, um, I, uh, in uh, fact, I'm going to step aside and and I'm going to let my teammates do it. And I so I I totally agree with you, Aaron. That that uh, I, I you know if she's got something and she's not right mentally, um, you could put yourself in a really bad situation when you're doing all those flips. I get all that. I but I'm still having trouble getting my mind around someone making this decision um, at probably what was supposed to be the crowning moment of her career. And sadly, this is now, we'll remember this as much as we remember all the unbelievable gold medals that she's won. Yeah, and you know, yeah, and, and, and I completely agree with your point. Aaron? I've got to take. I've got to take. Aaron, are you there? Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, no, I wasn't hearing you, but uh, I, uh, I, I, I thought you were going to start talking there. <laughs> oh yeah, I was. I thought you could well, hear me. Sorry. Oh, I, I no, I'm sorry. I guess there was a button that wasn't pushed. I, I wasn't hearing anything you said. Go ahead. Oh uh, no, it's just. Uh, I mean, I agree with you that it's it is unprecedented on this level. You know, um, uh, I don't think an athlete in this big of a, a spotlight, this big of an event, has this has ever happened before so it is unprecedented i, I get why people you know are, are shocked by it yeah um it is uh it, you know and, and i i do have to say that uh, um jordan childs and she's named after michael jordan and uh, uh suny the the other the other gymnast suny is her first name um, Grace is the other one. I, I, those three suddenly had a tremendous amount of pressure, and so I thought that was a pretty big deal that they could still win silver. The, the Russian Olympic Committee, now Aaron, have you figured that out? Do you understand that the Russians, they just can't compete like in their actual usual Russian uniforms, and they can't have their flag out there and they can't play their anthem, but they but they can compete. We'll just call them the Russian Olympic Committee. Does that make sense to you? No, <laughs> I understand, but yeah, it, it's a little confusing. That is that comes from the doping scandal right, of 2014. They, were, they basically yeah, banned the and, entire uh, country from being in the Olympics. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, that that is interesting to see, but the, but they were able to win, um, and I I really would, and I don't know if I guess people can still use our uh, text line. If you want to sound off on this, you can two five four six six two sixteen sixty. I I don't think you know I think one thing it brings up is like what are we owed? Like as we're watching the Olympics, we we have so much excitement and we want we want to root on America and so when our greatest Olympian or our greatest gymnast ever can't go I mean it's weird that's just that was a strange feeling like I kept thinking well she's going to come back out and go she came back out took off her little hand grip things and and that was it and she kind of became a cheerleader and the one thing I have to kind of admire Aaron is that she did she had a chance to say, well, it's a medical issue. That's the first thing they said. It's an, un, you know, right now it's a medical issue. 
and she right away uh andrea joyce was asking her about it and she said it's not physical it's mental so i i would say probably that this is somewhat inspirational to people that do have mental health issues which is a lot of people in our country and um and and the fact that she just said i'm not in the right headspace to do this um now as you said aaron it's prompted a lot of opinion some maybe not as kind as others and uh and i she has been called a quitter by some uh i think that's harsh i think i think we can never put ourselves in someone else's body or mind to know where they are and i sort of get the fact that if your mind's completely somewhere else and you're trying to do these huge spins you could get yourself in a lot of trouble doing it but uh aaron i just think uh, uh that it's it it just goes down is one of the strangest uh the oddest things we've uh, things we've ever seen in the olympics is simone biles taking herself uh out and uh, i've heard people compare it to well would jo- would michael jordan would sue bird would would anybody ever take themselves out of a game six or game seven of the finals no no but again this is when we get into the different sports and when you're when you're basically doing a high wire act and you're putting your body uh your life and limb at risk you kind of understand if somebody says you know I can't do this and so she deferred to her teammates and again I thought her teammates stepped up in a big way uh getting that silver medal now uh real quick um we got a lot coming up tomorrow night even with the uh the olympics still going on the nba draft happens and uh and we'll have more coverage of that tomorrow uh the last i've seen the last espn mock draft has baylor's uh davion mitchell excuse me wait no that's 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 uh i'm, I'm thinking of the uh basketball uh, donovan mitchell is the utah player yeah da- but davion mitchell yes i get those two mixed up sometimes because donovan is my favorite nba player but davion mitchell um is projected in the last espn uh mock draft to go 13th now that's a little lower than he had been um and part of the reason for that aaron is as you get a little farther away from the national championship game where he continued to be unbelievable and you just do these kind of one on nothing um type workouts well he's not built like some of these guys that are 6869 who can hit threes and light up the charts in a workout so that'll be it'll be really really interesting to see where he goes um there's some people who thought the warriors might have some interest in him uh but right now 13th and then i also saw where jared butler Baylor's uh all-world guard is projected 22nd to the los angeles lakers and the thought on jared is that he's one of the most ready-made type players now interestingly he's not even 21 years uh, old yet i mean he seems like he's been around for a long period of time well davion's 22 years old um and Jerry's just now right at 21. So, 
Now, these guys are these guys are started their college careers really really young, and so um, and then of course we'll see if uh, Vital or Macy Oteague are taken, but we do think in the first round um, you are going to have Davion as well as Jared Butler. Uh, so we'll we'll kind of keep an eye on uh, on that draft. Um, Aaron, I would assume you got caught up in the uh, hysteria of the of Baylor's national title run. Absolutely, it was uh, it was a heck of a ride. Some of the uh, well, it's one of my favorite sports memories of all time. Yeah, I, I think it I think it is for for quite a few of us, and um, and it'll be really interesting to see where these guys go. All right, let's get you the latest on the Dak Prescott injury from today. And then um, we got big breaking news stories today in both Packers camp with Aaron Rodgers and then Houston Texans camp with Deshaun Watson. We talk about, uh, we talk about both of those things next. Recently on Game Time. Is it important to get a guy named early so you can kind of define your, your offensive football team around your starting quarterback? I think there is some merit to that. I think we want to get the right person. And so whatever it takes to do that. So if it could be earlier, you know, in the fall camp piece, um, that'd be great. Game time, weekdays 4 to 6 on ESPN Central Texas. At UBO Business Services, being the premier copier service provider in Texas has its advantages. In production, UBO is the only dealership in North America that can sell and service the Xerox, Iridesc, and Versant lines, as well as Konica Minolta's Acuro Press line and Ricoh's Production Pro 7210SX. In wide format, UBO offers HP's industry-leading line of equipment. Call Sean Hunt at 254-772-1600 or ubeo.com. Elevate your career with a new job at VersaLift Southwest, a Thai manufacturing company. VersaLift Southwest occupies a 16-acre state-of-the-art assembly and upfitting facility that develops and builds the world's best aerial lifts, digger derricks, and cable placers right here in Central Texas. They are now hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service technicians. All openings start at $17 an hour or more. Drop by their location, 7601 Imperial Drive in Waco, to apply. The Real Texas Gun Show Saturday, August 7th and Sunday, August 8th at the Harker Heights Event Center off Edwards Drive. The Real Texas Gun Show, a place where small mom-and-pop vendors share the floor with large dealers that buy, sell, and trade firearms at their shows. Their vendors are some of the most reputable in the state of Texas. And the Real Texas Gun Show has more than just guns. You'll also find survivalist supplies, hunting gear, fishing gear, camping supplies, collectibles, and much, much more. Come on down to the next Real Texas Gun Show, August 7th, 9 to 5, and August 8th, 10 to 4 at the Harker Heights Event Center. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Defending Olympic champion Simone Biles will not compete in Thursday's individual all-around in order to focus on her mental health. USA Women's win their first gold in three-on-three basketball, and USA Basketball bounces back and beats Iran 120-66. A win on Saturday will put them in the medal round. Baltimore Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson is not practicing today because of issues related to COVID-19. Astros get the win over the Mariners 8-6, have a getaway game this afternoon in Seattle. The skid is over for the Rangers. Joey Gallo hit his first home run since the All-Star break. A three-run shot, and the Rangers beat the Diamondbacks 5-4. Rangers and Diamondbacks again tonight, 7.05 first pitch, and you can hear that game on Kicker 1590 and 99.3 FM. 
Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It is Matt Mosley show, ESPN Central Texas. Uh, it's one of the hottest months of the year in Texas, so Alan Samuels turning up the heat making the hottest deals around the new lineup of Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, and Fiat. Ram is the three-peat motor trend truck of the year, back-to-back-to-back. To back to back. Ram trucks are the top safety pick for the trucks named in 2021. Come check out the great-looking, always-reliable, built-to-haul. It's just the truck that gives you everything you need. That's the 2021 Ram trucks. That's why Ram truck owners are the most loyal to the brand. I drive one of those... Uh, Grand Cherokee Laredos, love that vehicle. The Jeeps uh, uh, see the most decorated SUVs available. Jeep built tough as nails and able to stand up to any challenging off-road trails or city roads or your next great adventure. The incredible 2021 Jeeps feature innovative technology to meet your lifestyle and give you the ride you've been looking for. Alan Samuels, your friend in the car business. Okay, the latest Aaron on realignment is that um, the vote is going to happen Thursday and the SEC presidents I mean this has happened very very quickly yesterday morning they asked for entry this is what happens when you've been working on something for about a year under the very noses of the Aggies unbeknownst to anybody in the Big 12 I mean, think how secretive you have to be. Um, I think the White House would be jealous to, to have uh, the lack of leaks that this story had. And it finally breaks a week ago today. And um, Aaron, you'll remember that. Uh, there we were. Um, we had just been talking to someone at the SEC Media Days. And then, of course, the day after, the guy who broke the story, Brent Zwarteman, um, for the Houston Chronicle was on with us. It's the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas, and uh, we are uh, we're doing the show via the magic of the tie line today, coming to you from Neighbor Ted's pool, poolside venue today, because I'm out of studio, so I can do this thing anywhere I want. <laughs> Aaron said that he does not want to be in the sun, so he is in the safety of the uh, of the studio. Aaron, as we speak, a cloud has moved over us, and um, I wouldn't call it threatening, uh, but a little cloud cover. We are experiencing a little cloud cover. So, um, you know, we do have a lot of people, and by the way, while we're getting our board kind of fixed, we'll have our phone lines up and running before too long, but we can't uh, take your calls right now, so I apologize about that, because there's a lot that I'd like to talk to you about. Um, I think the the Big 12 uh, leftovers, or whatever you want to call them, the remaining eight, I think they are trying to band together as much as they can. Um, Aaron, we keep coming back to it. They've got 85 or 80 million reasons to do that. Um, the money that would have to be paid by OU in Texas would add up to $160 million. Um, could they end up getting a settlement? Probably. But uh, if it disbands, like what Texas and, and OU want, then they'll probably end up having to pay barely anything, if anything at all. So 
there are reasons to try to stick together. There, there's something to be said for strength in numbers, but I think it'd be fair to say that uh, the schools that are left right now are reeling. And, you know, they're all trying to project strength. Um, while we were uh, getting, right, right as we were leaving the air yesterday, uh, Baylor put out a statement, uh, President Livingstone, to the Baylor family, and uh, basically trying to reassure everybody that uh, we were doing everything possible and, and, um, and acknowledging the fact that uh, competitive athletics is a big reason uh, people want to come to Baylor. And having a, a Power 5 program and having you know a team that just won a national title in basketball, that is a that's very appealing to the incoming freshmen, the people that want to come to Baylor. And I think it's important to Baylor to keep that status. And so you'll see a variety of things that are happening. But Aaron, um, I think what we're going to have to get used to for the time being is just a little bit of uncertainty. And, um, you know, I, I think there are different ways to go about this. So Baylor has to thread that needle of trying to band together the best they can with the Big 12, being loyal while at the same time being open to some of these other options out there, if there are options. And that would be the ACC, possibly the Pac-12. And, and I think Baylor needs to continue to tell its story. And what I mean by that, Aaron, is you know, you can't let all these other people define you. Oh, that's a small Christian school. That's, they're not as relevant as Texas and OU. Well, maybe not financially. Maybe they don't bring the eyeballs or the money. But, I mean, some of these games that Baylor basketball was involved with, um, certainly the Gonzaga game, the, uh, was one of the most watched games in the history of college basketball. Um, it, you know, it's not like Gonzaga and Baylor are like, the two biggest brands in all of college sports. Gonzaga's become a pretty big basketball brand, but Baylor can still be very, very competitive. So, uh, Aaron, I think it's important as Baylor people, which we are, um, to continue to focus on all the success. And instead of projecting this sort of hopelessness or fear, we need to be projecting, hey, we got unbelievable facilities. People like to watch us on TV. Some of our football games are the most watched in the Big 12. And, and we pretty much win at every sport. So I think, uh, I think it's uh, you know, very important to keep, uh, to keep doing that. All right, Aaron, um, there's a lot going on right now. Oh, and Aaron came up with it, um, what I was just mentioning. Nice, Aaron. Good work. Um, that that Baylor, and I know it was a national title game. Okay, I'm not. I know that was a, not every game is the national title game, but still, that the most watched non-football sportscast since 2019. Uh, when they're talking about sports, the Baylor Gonzaga game was 16.92 million viewers. That was number one. The Gonzaga-UCLA game, that unbelievable game on the Saturday night of the Final Four, 14.94 million. Kentucky Derby third and the 
2020 Game 6 of the World Series was fourth. So let's not act like these programs, uh, the Baylor program, certainly the Kansas program, Iowa State has turned into a, a tremendous football program. Um, I, I, I don't think it's, I think we could need to continue to push this brand and not be scared to go out there and, um, and, and be very aggressive in these talks. Now, Aaron, do you, you've had some chance to digest this thing. Does the, do you see any path forward for a, for a Big 12 to add other schools? Does that seem even possible to you? People have said People I'm crazy, but I think crazy, that's, the, I most think that's the most likely possibility at this point. At this point. I don't think any of the other uh, Big 12 teams. All right, Aaron, I'm not hearing any of that. Okay. I'm, <laughs> there you go. Now I hear you. <laughs> oh, okay. That's weird. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't touch. Yeah. But uh, I, I think that's the most likely. People think I'm crazy, but that's. I think that's the most likely possibility at this point, just because I don't think any of the programs are going to any of those other Big Four conferences. So they'll add teams. They have financial reasons. Uh, as you mentioned, the uh, buyouts for Texas and Oklahoma, but also their win shares from the NCAA tournament that only go to the Big 12 and wouldn't if it dissolved. There's a ton of reasons for them to stay together and try to get other teams as opposed to, like, say, go to the American Conference. Now, obviously, if they get off, one team gets offered by one of the other Big Four, they're, they're out the door quick. But I think the most likely possibility is they stay together and add teams. Not ideal, but I think right. that's what's going to happen. Um, I think I don't know right now. I, I think folks are going to have to be patient, and I think that's incredibly difficult to do right now, and I, I understand that more than anybody. And um, I've never heard from so many fraternity brothers and people I went to school with um, wanting answers, wanting to know what's going on, and the truth is we just don't have all the answers right now. Now... To bring you up to date, um, Dak Prescott did sustain an injury at training camp today. Um, he had to leave to go into the training room briefly. He did come back out. The reason given was that he has uh, arm soreness, okay? He jogged off the field, so everything uh, appeared to be okay with his ankle uh, in that whole situation. But he does. He is experiencing arm soreness, and that is, uh, you know, I don't. Obviously, when we hear pitchers that do that, we think, oh my gosh, what does that mean? What's that lead to? I don't think we think that with quarterbacks. I think it's just a, a very natural thing. Um, early in camp, he's been throwing a ton, and he just needed a little bit of a break. So so far, nobody said anything that uh, would would worry you that much. So we will keep our eye on that situation. Of course, today was the first padded practice of training camp. So they put on the pads and everybody was excited to do all that. Also, today was the day that Aaron Rodgers, uh, we saw yesterday some kind of funny photos of uh, Aaron arriving at camp. Um, Aaron, I kind of like that uh, the office t-shirt he had on <laughs> with Kevin from the office on it. I thought that was pretty good. In fact, I was about, I, I thought about like trying to find that t-shirt. Um, you know, I kind of like it, what, what Aaron wears, but um, Aaron Rodgers admitted in this news conference today 
that he considered retirement. And he kind of detailed the standoff with the Green Bay Packers. Um, and his, his biggest, his quote was, I just want to be involved in conversations that affect my ability to do my job. I just want to be involved in conversations. Um, when asked if he has gotten any assurances that it will happen, he said, I'm not sure. Okay, so <laughs> I don't know if all this is solved. One thing, a former Cowboy player and one of his former teammates was brought back. Um, they have brought in, they traded for Randall Cobb from the Houston Texans. Randall Cobb was a slot receiver that uh, Aaron Rodgers loved and, uh, and they brought him back in. Um, Rodgers went on to say, I wanted to help the organization maybe learn from some of the mistakes in the past and about the way that some of the outgoing veterans were treated. And just the fact that we didn't retain a number of players that I felt like were core players to our foundation, to our locker room, high character guys. And I think one of the things um, he was talking about was this uh, Kumaro, who was an offensive uh, lineman that they let go, and he was not pleased about that. He also went on to say, the fact I haven't been used in those discussions is something I wanted to change moving forward. And I felt like based on my years, the way I can still play, that that should be a natural part of the conversation. At that, as that uh, progressed from that point, nothing really changed on that front. Okay, so there you go. That's what's going on with Aaron Rodgers. Um, uh, you know, I, I thought it was a fascinating news conference. We might be able to hear a little bit of that tomorrow. Meanwhile, in Houston, um, Deshaun Watson, uh, Aaron, made his way back to camp. Now, in the team drills, he sat out. And they, were, they asked later, you know, why that was. And there seemed to be, they seemed to indicate that since he wasn't there in the offseason, that he needed to uh, kind of ramp his way back up. But the head coach went on to say, everybody has to earn their starting job, which is really kind of a uh, strange thing to say uh, about Watson coming off. He, he was the, uh, he led the NFL in passing last year. So to say that uh, he has to basically earn his starting job, I mean, that sounds pretty crazy, but uh, we, we'll see what happens. Um, he was described as being professional in how he handled himself. But uh, with everything swirling over him and all the allegations that were made by the, uh, by, by the massage therapist, uh, there's a long road ahead of him. Aaron, if I had to guess at this very moment, I still believe that Deshaun Watson will be on a different roster at the start of the season. The biggest thing holding it up though, because I believe the Texans have decided they about want to move on. The biggest thing holding this, this trade up is just all the off the field stuff hanging over him. And, um, and I don't know. I don't know if the NFL knows exactly how it wants to handle all this, but I do think there will be a trade. All right, Aaron, um, good stuff today. I appreciate it.
and um, appreciate uh, neighbor Ted for letting me use his backyard today, uh, poolside to do the program. Uh, game time with Tom Barfield is coming up live from the studios in Waco, Texas. It is the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. We will see you tomorrow at 3 o'clock. Tune in to John Morris's Big 12 Football Previews here on the home of the Bears, ESPN.